Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. Hope you're all well. You've had a good week. Oh, what am I doing with my mouse? Um, we don't have our nice intro this morning, so you'll just have to put up with us. What would be a show without technical issues? <laughs> I don't think we've had one show without technical issues. Um, hey, Enzo, nice to see everybody. Claire's around, Gavin's around. Mm. Uh, lots of people around. Oh, my goodness. Hang on, let me have a quick look. <clears throat> All these people jumped on in like the last second. Jan. Oh, Jan's in Colorado. Love Colorado. Hey, Jan. <laughs> okay, so we'll crack on. Um, this morning, we wanted to talk about the intricacies and nuances of ET or perceived ET contact. Um, <clears throat> everybody assumes the world is a very black and white place, but we all know really it's not. There's lots of shades of grey in between. And so we want to talk about them. It's something we do with most of our day, isn't it? We yep. are generally working with people um, all day. Um, in individual appointments or as little groups, uh, working through their experiences, trying to unpick it all. Sometimes an experience this person may have had from childhood and they're in their 50s or 60s now. Or sometimes it can be, you know, regular ongoing contact through their entire life or contact that's only just started. Whatever it is, we try to help them understand it um, using our own experience and uh, obviously we have access to the Zetas through you which is really helpful as well when things get complicated is that a good a good summary yeah absolutely <laughs> go for it <laughs> okay so what we've done is we have categorized all the different contact scenarios that we could think of into kind of six sections six loose sections hmm. i'll just tell you what they are now so we're going to use undefined phenomena i hate that word phenomena uh c5 we're going to talk about orbs we're going to talk about dream contact we're going to talk about astral abduction stroke visitation and then we're going to talk about class classical physical abduction scenarios so you know, in every aspect there, obviously it's multifaceted and that's where we want to start from. Hmm. Well, I see this is the problem. When, when you're trying to work out what's going on around you, if you don't have an understanding of the, the descriptions of what's possible, hmm. then you'll try to categorise things either it's this or I don't know. So we'll just go through the list of things yeah and that at least that way when things are happening with people they can go well it's possible that it could be this and that because yeah. it can be multiple things as well so. that's right yeah um all right yeah oh, oh housekeeping that's what i oh. uh, there was something i was thinking housekeeping housekeeping if you have a question about any of what we talk about feel free to jump in with that in the chat box but if you can just use um caps, caps. so i can see it because my eyes are terrible and the screen's like over there somewhere and i can't reach it <laughs> so if you can use caps lock that would be really really great thank you okay so we're going to start with uh undefined phenomena so well, you go. well no, okay. it's more about look, with the undefined phenomena, like you, you've got ET phenomena, uh, spirit activity, 
uh, uncontrolled telekinesis and undeveloped mediumships and abilities. So first thing that happens is people contact us and go, it sounds like somebody's throwing stones against the window of my house or the drawers are flying in and out or there's knocking on the walls. We spend time mm. talking to people and finding out uh, if it's generational, were the mediums, generational mediums as well. Um, how long is the phenomenon been occurring? Uh, and is there, what are the other associated things that are happening with that person? Because it's not mm. just one thing. That's just what they're focused on at that point. And what we find generally is that a lot of people are actually undeveloped mediums. And the energy that they have with them has no uh, directed path or clear path for direction. And because of that, uh, it manifests in other ways around them. Uh, Can I explain that a little bit, yeah, a bit more for, for, for anyone um, that, that doesn't know too much about how a medium, a, a medium works, not a psychic and not a channeler. So working with mediumship is very different. Um, you're actually working with spirit beings that are, are moving into your etheric field and in whatever way you're you're working with them in that way so what's an etheric field your energy body thank you <laughs> but uh, when we say like there's a there's a this um an undeveloped medium so this is somebody with all that energy potential within them and they've got spirit people probably around them kind of encouraging them to mm -hmm. develop and saying come on come on sit in that cabinet or sit in that red light uh, room Why chair whatever in environment all right so physical mediums they generally use a cabinet a cabinet is an, a small enclosed space in which they sit which co helps to coalesce the energy and when you have a physical medium producing ectoplasm which is life force and yeah that does actually really happen um you know that energy gets contained into that cabinet and brought out into the room after many many potentially decades of development it doesn't ever happen straight away and if it does you might want to be asking questions about that but back to the point if you have somebody who has all that potential and let's say they get to around their 40s and they haven't done anything with it they're like a coiled spring and that coiled spring can only stay coiled for so long and that's quite often when people start experiencing electrical disturbances around their house, you know, like little stones or someone's tapping their window all night long. It doesn't mean that it's always that. It could be a bird. Could be a bird, but if there's no logical, rational explanation, well, it could for be an it. owl outside. <laughs> an owl, like tapping with his little foot, <laughs> tapping on your window. Yeah, but you kind of get the idea. So you know, where it might seem like a spirit person might be you know, tapping on your wall and trying to communicate or flashing the lights or mm. doing crazy stuff with the TV, it could be so many other different things as well. Yeah, well, I mean, like sometimes pipes knock in walls and people have said to me, oh, I've got spirits and mm. you go and turn the taps on and next thing the, the pipes, <laughs> yeah, the, pipes the are banging around. on the walls and you know, mm. no, there's no spirits here. I tell you one, one thing we left off and that's like when we kind of get those waves of astral stuff coming through mm, remember yeah so yeah, the fabric the, yeah. yeah and it comes but it comes through in like denser we'll, I don't we'll, know talk, we'll talk about it. that after mm. so the first uh category that we'll talk about because we sort of need to try to define the conversation that's the first thing is c5 now a lot of people you know they know what c5 is they're going outside they're meditating in groups and they're um, looking up and they're seeing a light in the sky and of course, if it's not SpaceX, 
or, or something else. <laughs> Starling. Starling flying past. Mm. Uh, there could be a response, a flash of light in the sky. And the, the thing is, is that, you know, who can really say what that is? That That's the real issue. You know, like when satellites go past the curvature of the Earth, because the light from the sun's coming past, a satellite can flash up mm. and then flash off and then flash up and flash off, depending on where it's moving around the arc of the planet. That's the first thing. The next thing is that the consciousness phenomenon means that you can actually ask for a craft and see a flash of light in the sky. It's not a craft. Mm. It's your own consciousness being reflected back to you. If you've got a group of people that are working together in consciousness and meditation, they have extreme capacity to create phenomenon as well. Mm. And so, yes, of course, it can be craft. But our craft is sitting out there waiting for you to come outside and uh, give you a sign that they exist. Probably not. That, that's the first thing. But, but anyway... Uh, so the next one is. What about is there is there a way we could we could verify if it was say yeah. say okay so say you've got a, a pulsing light in yeah. the sky that you and you again you've ruled out any yeah. of the obvious what can you do to to define whether it's cool. don't you think it's consciousness or et don't you think it's obvious that if you walk outside and you say are there any craft out there and a big light flashes up. The next question from your mouth or mind should be, come in closer. Yeah. Come in so close that we, we can, can actually we see, can actually see you. Yeah. Uh, and that would be awesome. Thank you. Yeah. But why people continue to believe that um, lights up there that are, you know, light years away are craft mm. and then not ask them to come closer is, is just, I, I don't understand. Humans are easily amused. Well, <laughs> You'd think that if you'd think that if you uh, have contact, that you should evidence that contact by getting them to come closer. Yeah. They will do it if it's if it's an actual craft. They'll come closer. Yeah. And, and I know and for I difference. know for some people the craft have come close. They have for us. Yeah, have for others as well. Yeah. They're looking for an opportunity to do that. It's up to you whether you want to. Um, play with the lights in the sky or not really in the, in the end it doesn't matter. lights in the sky are great and we've had lights you know we've had the the pulsing yeah. and the flashing and and they are lovely but i certainly wouldn't devote my entire uh meditative practice or um or focus all my attention on wanting that when you can actually have so much more um we've just got a question yeah, do we want to segue just to this quickly yeah, if before you want. we move on so well spirit realms of technology because humans are an introduced species the planet's what i don't know 10 14 billion years old we're not the, these humans that are here currently aren't the first human species to exist mm. uh spirits uh, consciousness from another race so basically everybody on this planet's an extraterrestrial yeah and so you know, spirits, and we work with spirits all the time, mm -hmm. uh, spirits um, sit in spirit realm and cycle in and out of spirit realm into the physical. And we, humans are an introduced species to the planet and mm -hmm. specifically by the Anunnaki as well. Yeah. Right. So uh, developing mediums often report lights and inside and outside. So when we talk about uh, C5, 
you can also have lights inside your house. And this is where we start to talk about orbs. Mm. Um, so orbs can be, uh, 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 this is the biggest category of things that it can be. So orbs generally are, uh, if it's a spirit person, then it's a manifestation of a spirit person coming from spirit fabric into physical fabric. And then there's an orb and it sits there and it's a manifestation. If it's um, an extraterrestrial orb, and the reason that extraterrestrials use orbs is because they know that they're innocuous and that people aren't, aren't afraid of orbs. The actual orbs themselves can be um, scanning technology or they can also be viewing technology. So that's, the, that's another thing. So when you see an orb, and it may be three-dimensional, like, like a ball, or it could be a flat disc, or even a light, mm. it's always performing some function. It's not just floating through the house, sort of doing nothing. It's either a spirit person mater materializing in some sort of uh, etheric form, mm. or it's extraterrestrial technology. Yeah. Um, another thing that can be uh, is astral activity. Uh, egregores, servitors, and orbs can actually even be a representation of somebody in the astral who's astral traveling as well. Uh, and also, once again, unfortunately, orbs can also be a reflection of your own consciousness yeah. because you're surrounded by what's called the phenomenon, and the phenomenon is uh, a reflection of what takes place in consciousness. And so we can see straight up that just categorizing going, oh, I've got ET contact because I've seen an orb in my house. That's actually not what's happening, generally not what's happening anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. Uh, people are jumping to conclusions far too fast and it's causing the amount of experiences, mm -hmm. the volume of experiences to expand exponentially. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing an orb. It must mean that I'm being abducted. Well, the thing is, is that, people need to understand that maybe you need to think a little bit more yeah. about what, what is possible. Is there any screen memories associated with it? What type of screen memories are associated with it? What type of fabric is being used around you? And I don't mean fabric as in clothing. Mm. I mean energetic fabric as well. Mm. What type of phenomenon is actually manifesting around you? Is it manifesting for anybody else in the house? Has somebody else seen this take place as well? Yeah, and what you know, what's been yeah. going on in the house? You know, who who lived in the house, who died in the house? Where where have you been? You know, in terms of spirit activity. What's the the question from David? Oh, how uh, many ETs could be a real threat to the people of the earth? Uh, uh, then he clarifies with oh, good, okay. what type of ET could, could be a real threat to the earth. Um, I, I think that the problem with all of this um, threats from extraterrestrials uh, for me is a bit of a misnomer. And the reason is because if you're an advanced civilization, you've gone through a lot of the growth pains yourself and you're watching this species specifically going through their growth. And you're seeing that they have the capacity to develop logically and consciously. Uh, a race could easily wipe out a species. It's no problem to do that. I mean, even humans are trying to wipe themselves out all over the place. Uh, so the thing is, is that I don't believe that there are races, even though if they could wipe out a, a species, they probably won't, because all they were doing is watching what we're doing to ourselves. 
I mean, if you're visiting this planet and you're in craft and you're looking down and you're seeing what's going on on this planet with all the resource use, the overpopulation, all of the wars, you're not worried yourself about this species. You're worried about them for them. Are they going to be able to actually mm. uh, move through that? Mm. Um, Claire, I can see your question. It's in caps lock. Thank you. I can read that. Can you give me an example of what you mean? So it's not a dream, it's not astral, and it's not an abduction. We're definitely going to get yeah, to that category. In the meantime, give us an example of what you mean. Yeah. And hang on, what's this? There's something else in caps locks underneath. Two of us saw yellow orbs after prayer. Yeah. Yeah. See, there's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Two people in agreement together and, of course, then there's an orb that appears. And because you're a being of consciousness, before you were born, you were somewhere, you came into the physical and manifested as a physical form, you're still a being of consciousness, but you're playing the game of matter and materialism. And because of that, you're believing in the construct around you. You know, we've all seen the movie The Matrix. It's like we're in a construct. And because we're in a construct, that construct provides us with specific rules or specific ideas and because of that when we try to um, understand what's going on around us all we're ever given back is a narrative mm. and the same thing applies with extraterrestrial uh, contact we're given a narrative uh, we can go into you know sort of into that a bit more I guess yeah when we get to that category <laughs> We'll, we'll do that. Okay. We're, we're trying. We're trying to break it up. I mean, you know, one one thing to say about if you're actually having ET contact and you've got some degree of awareness of it is you can have like, you know, every aspect of yeah. what we're talking about. Just because we're talking about them in boxes doesn't mean that that's how it actually happens. But it's just for the sake of conversational purposes. We're not saying you can either have one or the other, and if you have that, you can't have that or anything like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we're just trying to put some sort of sensible yeah, common conversation. sense conversation out there. You know, for the person who has, for the first time, just seen a light in the sky. Like, you know, if you go to the yeah. internet now and you look at that, well, that's it. You've been abducted by aliens. You know, no, yeah. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> well, the thing is, is I feel Let's sorry. Look at the I picture. feel sorry for spirit people. Yeah, what about you spirit know, spirit people, people love you know, yeah. you, and they're your loved ones, you know, and they're your guides. And so they're doing everything they can to manifest themselves to you mm. so to prove to you that life exists after life. Yeah. And straight away people go, look, there's an alien. And they're going, oh, no, it's not an alien. It's me. It's your mum. And so, you know, or your grandparent. Yeah, not understanding yeah. that not all spirit people can show themselves exactly as they used to look. Sometimes you will only see them as a distortion. Sometimes yeah. they can only show as a as an orb or an energy yeah. fuzz, you know, it, and nothing is black and white. And I think that's that's the problem I see with the information available for new experiences online is that there isn't, it's like it's lost this common sense and it's lost the breadth of, of um, the phenomena of, of what it could be. There's yeah. so many different things going on. I'll give you an example. So we're we're in the UK and we're in a pub 
And uh, what was the name of that pub? The Crown and Anchor. The Crown and Anchor. The Crown yeah, and Anchor. Yeah. And, and, ooh, if you, and if anybody from the Crown and Anchor is watching, mm, hi, because I know you said you would. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just that. sitting in there, and next thing, this spirit person just walks straight past. Mm. And then so I got up and I moved tables because I you know, didn't want to be in the way, and they followed me to the table. So I then went and got the staff and said, look, you know, there's spirits in this place. Yeah. They said, you stay right here. They <laughs> went and got other staff and said, now, can you repeat what you just said? Yeah, and it they'd turned, all been seeing the same They'd stuff. all been seeing the same spirits, but they'd been seeing them differently, like some as orbs, some as full-form yeah. yeah. apparitions, these things. And it turned out when we did some historical uh, record uh, work on the place yeah. that it was used as a uh, a print lock, uh, a holding like a ground. Holding place. Yeah, as a holding place. Unfortunately, for people who were about to get hanged. To, for people to be hung. Oh, very nice. So you know, <laughs> a person that went in there and all they ever thought was was say ghosts, right? Ghosts. They would say that they were ghosts, but these actually weren't were not ghosts. They were spirit people. And the difference is for people that don't. Know. And if you don't know the difference, the difference is, is that ghost is like a replay of an image, like an energetic, an record energetic player record player yeah? on repeat. Whereas a spirit person is actually cognizant and able to communicate. Just, just like you, me, and yeah. you, just without the physical body. It's really that simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is why we're just saying, you know, if you understand this and you, you know, what, what we're saying. Then when something happens, you go, well, okay, look, could this could be 35 different things. Yeah. Let's have a look at that. Let's see if we can get some evidence, uh, maybe get in a medium to have a look at that and, you know, see what's really going on because yeah. that's very important. Just got a question here. Um, in my dreams, do I sometimes see myself's life experience on another parallel universe? That's possible. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, uh, Pretty much anything's possible. Anything's possible. But mm. the thing is, is uh, if, because you are a, an infinite being of consciousness living on um, uh, multiple timelines in an asynchronous environment, then, of course, that's why people experience deja vu because they come in contact with themselves in a, a few future seconds. Uh, that's probably a little bit complicated, but anyway. Uh, the next category is dream contact. Yeah, hang on. Just hang on. I'm just pausing you. Thoughts on... Oh, that's the quantum healing technology. Hypnosis. Is it? I don't know. I'm not very good with it. Is QHHT the um, quantum hypnosis therapy stuff? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Give, give us the long version. Just, I don't know. <laughs> we'll what, come back what, to what, it. What that means to you, <laughs> what that means to somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Go on. Unpause. Unpause. Okay. Um, Bing. Dream contact, boy, this is a big area. So you go to sleep and you have a dream and it's just a dream. And then you go to sleep and you have a dream and it's an influenced dream. And the reason that the extraterrestrials uh, influence people in their dream state is because there's a physical um, toll that a physical body will pay to a person who is cog cognitive and conscious in real contact. So... A lot of the contact that takes place uh, with people that are asleep is so that they are actually unharmed. That's that's the first thing. But if we're talking about contact from extraterrestrials. Contact from extraterrestrials. Spirit people also contact yeah. you when you're asleep as well. Yeah. And they talk to you in either imagery or they can speak to you if they want to. Yeah. 
You then have the lucid dream where you can actually, you're cognizant in your dream state and you can talk to them because you know that it's a dream state yep. as well. Then, of course, mm. we have in the dream states where we're moving into uh, a place that's classed as um, uh, astral visitation as well. But one thing that I wanted to say in regards to extraterrestrial contact when you're asleep is it'll be a narrative that you're given. Mm. Things like um, you'll be learning to fly or you can fly. And if you can fly, uh, you'll be flying somewhere. There's another one. The other one is, is that if you try to leave planet, you may find that there's wires above you or a net. So every, every time you try to move through the net, that you'll actually, the net will move over the top of you or the wires or the telegraph wires or the electrical wires will move over the top of you. Mm. That's actually a common phenomenon as well. All right. Another thing is, is that people have is when they're being contacted is imagery of craft yeah. and they will be running after the craft or they'll be on craft. But what's associated with it when they wake up is an absolute deep sadness that, um, and these, these are screen memories that, that people yeah. are being given. Yeah. You, you may be actually doing something completely different while you're having that dream. Mm. That's another different area as well, isn't it? Yeah. And then we move into the astral. I, I, was, I was just going to say, yeah. um, talking about one category actually we haven't put on there is uh, spirit people pretending to be extraterrestrial. <laughs> yeah. We, we need know. to talk about oh, that. Boy, we oh, need boy. to talk about that. So let's remember to do that. Um, okay. And hang on, there was well, just, why don't you just talk about it? Hang on. Can we just let's let me get this question. Ah. Don't, I can Dolores... just about see it. Q H H E Dolores Cannon. We don't know anything about Dolores. No, Cannon. I don't know anything about it. Um, and and let's be honest. Okay, I'll, but regression somebody, work is regression work. If you if know. you go have a look at MUFON Mutual UFO Network, they've got a team of psychologists that work with it. And uh, Kathleen Martin also was the international director of MUFON. Mm. And we've had discussions with Kathleen as, about this. And it's common knowledge that when people actually are in regression, mm -hmm. that the subconscious mind also can make up answers to stories as well. Yeah. And so uh, would would I say, in my opinion, that uh, a person could 100% believe what their mind was telling them? No. no. I, when, we, um, when we spoke to Kathleen Martin, because she, she's a friend of, of yeah. Paul, who's known Paul for a very long time, um, she she does this herself, um, and I believe she used to do it with MUFON, is that right? That's right, yeah. And she said they had a very strict protocol Protocols, yeah. um, with people requesting regression work. They'd have to have multiple other things going on. Um, mm. yep. okay. There's a question here from Justin. Hey, Justin. Hey, Justin. Um, he, I had a dream six months ago after my father passed away, and in the dream I spent. Good part of the day with him. He looked great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Spirit people, we had this discussion the other day. So yeah. A lot of spirit people, uh, when they come, they look really good. Yeah. And they don't look the way they did when they passed over. That's right. Um, they, work, they've re they work out that yeah. they don't need to look like that. Hey, anymore. if you can look uh, 35, why not? Mm. You know, that's uh, why wouldn't you? Yeah. My, uh, my nan came to me in a dream and it was the only time I can be absolutely sure that it was a spirit person and not, you know, not just me dreaming. And mm. it, 
I was, it was sort of a really random dream. I was snowboarding in Colorado in my dream for the person in Colorado. <laughs> and um, my nan just suddenly, slowly materialized into the scene from the feet up, like an electrical distortion. She's, her form built and she was just stood there in her normal clothes, like she'd been in the garden in this snowscape by the, the you know, the, the chairlift going up. And she said a whole load of stuff to me, and I couldn't remember it the day after. But I, I was so emotionally Im impressed um, mm. by by that. It yeah. was. I it just would affect knew, you. Oh God, yeah. It yeah. Was, yeah. Well, anyway. well. Here's the other thing: if a person's ever been to a, uh, a physical medium, uh, in the past, yeah. there's been physical mediums that, uh, using ectoplasm, the spirit person can physically materialize in front of people. Yeah. Uh, floating heads, floating hands, mm. lots of things. Look up the uh, mediumship of Bill Meadows Bill if you Meadows. want to read about that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I've sat with Bill um, three or four times before he retired from mediumship quite recently, and his mediumship was amazing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I could, I could speak for an hour about Well, that this is the thing, itself. you know, like in the past, <laughs> these, these mediums, uh, Leslie Flint, John Campbell Sloan, Helen Duncan, these people had phenomenon around them. There was no extraterrestrials but the phenomenon mimicked what people would now say is extraterrestrial contact. Mm. And the thing is, is that spiritualism mm -hmm. and um, ectoplasmic uh, mediumship mm. has been around for thousands of years. Yeah. But getting back to the reason why I mentioned spirits pretending yeah. to be ET, it happens all the time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we, yeah. We've been shocked uh, by the amount of um, spirit people having a bit of a jolly. Yeah, they um, love it, don't they? Oh, no, it's terrible. Look, people need to realise that spirits were people, just like Paul, just like me, just like you watching. Mm. And when you pass over, the only thing that happens is you lose your physical body. You retain everything about yourself. So, so if you have a bit of a jokey sense of humour, yeah. maybe you like to play practical jokes on people, pranks, that's not going to change. And we have seen time and time and time again different races pretending uh spirit people, spirit people pretending to yeah. be uh, extraterrestrial and the way around yeah. now i've accidentally slipped and said that but yeah. uh, reptilians are notorious for it yeah. um but yes yeah, spirit people do pretend to be et and they sit there and tell you say you... the most incredible stuff they you tell go... you everything you want to hear yeah. and if you can't see a spirit or know that it's a spirit yeah. you'd actually think Wow. What? And, and, and here's the classic, you know, it's always, uh, hello, mm. beloved, how are you? Oh, yeah. La, la, la. And it's more greetings, like greetings humans. from the like, 16th oh. dimension or something. Yeah. And people just believe it. And they the do. spirits they laugh. They, they think it's so funny. Please and... question <laughs> yeah. everything that you watch and see. Oh, my goodness. Common sense. That's where yeah. it's all at. There's just a question from Jan. Will a spirit person or an ET visitor try to materialize again in the future? if the first visit didn't go well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this is a conversation we had last night because obviously we're mediums and we get spirits coming and going. And if a spirit person, well, person when they pass over, they've never actually tried to contact the living. So the first time that they try to contact the living, they may not be successful. Mm. But if they can work out how to do it, it's as if they need to practice. And yeah. so as they keep coming back coming back coming back it may be that they see that you're going to a medium so they'll know the medium will have a better chance of some level of communication with the spirit person yeah. 
And then what takes place is the spirit can give a, a yeah. message. But if there's no medium around, then they're going to spend a lot of time trying to get your attention. Yeah. And that's why we say to people, if you are seeing something and it's uh, related to spirit people, you should acknowledge it. You should say, I can see that or I can feel that cold breeze or whatever. Mm. Yeah, it's different if it's winter and the windows are open. Yeah, well, then it's just what it is. It's cold outside, okay? Um, David, class one ET. I don't know what that means. David, would you like to um, just, just tell us, what, tell that us means. what class one ET means? Okay. All right, yeah. So, so here's the other thing. Okay, so we'll move to now another category, which yeah. is going to cause uh, people Headaches. to go, wow, okay, now <laughs> okay. I really don't know what's going on. The astral. The astral is the culmination of all thoughts that have ever been had by a species, okay? So if you think about every thought that every person's ever had. From the beginning. From the beginning. It's yeah. The astral is the coalesced form of all of these thoughts. So every dream that you've had, every experience that you've had globally as a species is in the astral. In in frequency. In frequency. So people go to sleep at night and if their uh, astral body shifts out of the physical into the astral, you can suddenly be dreaming of being uh, abducted or dreaming of something and it will be real. Yeah. It will feel real. It will be real to you because yeah. you are only reliving Mm. Yet somebody else's experience. Shall I tell them what happened to Go you? Go for it. Okay, so about 18 months ago, I, I was fast asleep uh, dreaming and my dream state changed. And in the dream, I was very aware of uh, my state changing and I became aware of like awake, asleep awake, that horrible in-betweeny state. But I knew um, exactly where I was. I had the sounds around me. Everything was as it absolutely should be. My eyes were open. Okay. Mm. I, so I was, I was concerned. I was awake. Now, what happened next was there were three uh, gray, classic gray beings in the room. Um, I couldn't see them, but I could physically feel them. One of them uh, sat on my chest and it felt like that I had somebody sat on my chest. I had uh, one messing around around my feet. And then one of them wiped their finger over my mouth and put this clear fluid over my mouth um, that went into my mouth. Like an anesthetic or something. Yeah. And the whole time this is going on, there's a boom, boom, boom noise, you know, horrendous noise. You know, it was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Okay. So all of that was going on. Now, when this clear fluid went into my mouth, I started choking and coughing. And in that act, I managed to gain some sense of movement because I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. And I, but I, in that moment, it, it triggered me out of the paralysis and I rolled off the bed onto the floor. Now, mm. when I hit the floor, I suddenly woke up or came round and I was in bed perfectly fine yeah. apart from the fact my heart was racing 100 miles an hour I sat that you know bolt upright going well, what the just happened you know I knew at the time of this experience happening that it wasn't there was something not right about it but I couldn't put my finger on it at the time because I was far too busy trying not to you know die of terror <laughs> you know because it was horrible um 
but I, we, we knew that, it, that the, we knew it wasn't a real abduction. We knew it was an astral mm. experience because when I rolled off the bed and hit the floor, I woke up instant, like instantly, and I was not off the floor. I, I was fine. I was mm. absolutely fine. And we spoke to the Zetas about this, and they basically allowed me to have that experience so I could experience the difference between this astral, somebody else's abduction. So somebody else in the world went through that. Yeah, physically went through Physically it. went through it. It actually happened, yet I, I experienced it like a living memory. It was that living memory was overlaid onto my consciousness, and I went through it as if it was happening to me in absolute real time, mm. physically, the whole lot. You know, mm. so these astral experiences are incredibly deceptive and how somebody would be able to tell the difference. If I hadn't hit the floor and woken up and realized I was never on you the floor, know. I would never have believed in a million years that that was an astral experience. Yeah, because you, you could not say anything to me because to you were actually it. living somebody else's yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah there's just sure. no nothing, no, nothing anybody could say to me would make me go that wasn't real if I hadn't have hit the floor. Mm. So these astral experiences are incredible in their own right, you know. But the other thing is, and I just noticed there, there was a comment that said I came back with an implant after an astral. Oh. That's actually what we're about to talk about next that's the next thing um is that of course there's what what are the types of abductions that people could experience and so back in the past people would be taken physically and have scoop marks and if you have a look at the MUFON's mm -hmm. trigger list then what will happen is, is you'll see that there's hundreds of things on it and i've actually got a copy of it here and uh you know you could just about sit down and just go yeah tick tick you know tick but a lot of people had scoop marks and stuff. So when you, when you were having a contact, you'd generally have a physical type experience, you know, the red grid phenomenon, um, different scoop marks and all those sorts of things. But then what happened was is they the extraterrestrials moved on to etheric contact. Yeah. So now they're talking to you in consciousness via your dream states and in the astral and these types of things. And what happens is that... Uh, there are races that will embed uh, technology into the etheric body for various reasons, and some of them may or may not be nefarious. So that's uh, um, up to them and you as well, and your reasons for wanting contact as well. Mm. And uh, what was it we were listening to where people were saying that um, so many people want contact that it actually causes problems. Oh, it was the Zetas that said it. was the Zetas, oh, yeah. no. you, you were listening to your I, own recording last night. I was listening night. to the Zetas <laughs> talking, and they said that um, what happens is a person um, f fears to have an abduction experience. Yeah, they're in fear of They're it. in fear of being abducted. And then what happens is that fear, that fabric of that fear, actually creates the phenomenon for them to actually have an abduction experience. Unfortunately. And the abduction experience is based in fear because that's the level of contact that they expected for themselves. Yeah. And that shows you that if you want to have good positive contact, that's evidence that um, when you're doing C5, you do it at the best and highest possible motives with love and uh, and communicative If, if you're processes. fearful of it in any way, don't do it. Just 
don't yeah. put yourself in that that position. It's, yeah. uh, it's not worth it. You know, when when we um, teach mediumship um, and we teach people how to reach their race, we do. We say if you're in fear yeah. of the consequences Just of contact, know. this is not for you. You know, yes, regardless of whether it's ET or spirit people. Um, as I said, spirits were people once. They were nice people and they're not nice people. And, you know, you, you want to be on the right vibrational level as the nice people. Okay. Next category. This is this is the big, this is the complicated one. <laughs> oh, this is the complicated. So yeah. you can see we've mentioned 45 things so far. And we're just talking about phenomenon. So how anybody's going to work out what's really going on can be quite difficult. And this is why... The, these MUFON and the rest of them do surveys and they get people to check off all of their, to see if there's some level of comparative information that has been gained by other people. So I'll give you an example. There's been a survey uh, that was done of 300 people that, of abduction. And from that, they came up with a list of uh, co commonalities um, amongst abductees. And when a person looks at that, and if you are honest with yourself, you could probably have a cognitive understanding that you, you actually understand what's taking place. But the issue is, if you've got screen memories and say like a type A screen memory, and that's meant to, to produce missing time, it's you can't tick that box because you don't remember that you've had it. Yeah. So you're not co conscious mm. of it. That's the issue. Yeah. And, and I would suggest, and I believe as eaters have said, yeah. that that is the situation of most most contact is people just don't know anything about it because of these unretrievable memories that have been hidden there. They're absolutely hidden behind technology. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so the last section is classical physical abduction events. So... What, what I just described in the astral only actually happening, not on astral experience. But now we're coming down to the real deal. Yeah, we, there is a question um, from Gavin there. I, I, maybe we should just quickly. Can you please do that a summary of the this. difference of consciousness, astral, etheric body, and point of origin? Okay. Firstly, point of origin is work that's done by us uh, with the Zetas to ascertain somebody's point of origin prior to physical incarnation. That's very complicated because if a person is an extraterrestrial and the extraterrestrial has only provided a portion of their consciousness to the human experience, the extraterrestrial could still be living on planet, performing their functions and tasks, but also living as a human as well. Mm. So there's categories of uh, hybrid human as well that's the other thing we talk about if, if you look on our website we've actually got a section called um, point of origin hybrid human and we talk about that more and there's information from the zetas about that uh, enzo put up the uh we've got an educational portal now and we've actually got a free section on there for guests so anybody can go there and we've actually categorized a whole lot of experience uh, uh information videos for people so that people can start to have a look at and learn about what mm. contact is rather than getting it off uh, Twitter and social media and all yeah. those sorts of things. Um, so the thing is with the classical physical abduction events um, that a person may be a, a hybrid and be believing that they're being abducted 
but actually they're being visited. But And I went through this myself. Mm-hmm. I just put out a book called uh, The Hive Mind. And I believed initially that I was actually being abducted for many, many years, only to come to the point where I realised that there was something else going on. And I decided to then really look into it. And I documented it. I documented the whole process, how I went from that situation through to being able to talk to them very clearly, which has been quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is, is that you have a contact with a nefarious race, and that could be one of the 63, uh, one of the 63 grey races. So it's one race mm-hmm. out of 63. But I mean, there are other races. That but there are other races, of misbehave. course. Reptilians misbehave. Reptilians are, you know, notorious yeah. for Unbelievable. <laughs> Although, yeah. you know, if you've got a reptilian guide, that's and you know you've verified that and you've evidenced it and you've got a lot of good stuff going on around you that also means that you can't just say that all races are bad because they're not and all individuals within a race are bad and that's not true at all so it can be that you have a guide of a specific race and that that specific guide is really good so so maybe we should just talk a little bit more about the zetas in terms i mean you just very quickly glossed over it there but Okay, you can do that. So, so okay, so people call the greys the greys. We call the greys the zetas because they're from the zeta reticulum. Um, there are actually 63 species mm. of them. That It's not just one. Now, but one, one of them uh, is naughty. <laughs> we call them the abductors. So when we talk about the zetas, naughty. we talk about uh, 62 of those races. And then there's the, the one, the abductors. Now, they're not... Although the other 62 races, they all work together. They're, they work together, a cohesive unit. They're very, they respect free will. Um, and anything that happens with them is done by uh, prior agreement, whether yeah. unfortunately you remember that or not. Now, the abductors don't abide by free will at all. Um, they seek to mimic the processes uh, of the other race, of the other species, races, species. I've got it confused. Right. <laughs> but they seek to mimic it. And so um, when you're actually trying to, uh, if you if you don't have those kind of clarifications, um, when you're trying to work out who's who in this game, it can be very, very difficult. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. And then, of course, you've got the uh, astral and dream event mm. uh, experience, and you described that before as yeah. a context scenario. So here we go. What's a classic abduction experience? There is no classic abduction experience. That's the problem. If you were talking 30 years ago, you'd say that a craft comes, somebody's floated out of the bed, concrete wall, on board a craft, and then they're being strapped to a table or or whatever. These days, it's all over the place. And... uh, it's uh, obfuscation, basically. It's yeah. you know, there's so many people being contacted. The way the way in which the the ET contact humans has mm. changed dramatically uh, since the the fifties, forties, fifties, sixties. You just we when you think about it, you just really don't hear about the the Whitley Strieber events, even your events. You know, you don't hear about the. Um, uh, Rendlesham type events. Mm. Um, we yeah, we do get mass school sightings, yeah. but not Area recently. It's all like 20, 20 years ago now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, they've found that they've got new methods for contact mm. now. 
they don't really they although they do bring craft in it yeah they, they've, they've got to the point where they're able to um contact a lot of the, the human race yeah uh, in the etheric and by the astral and the dream states and they sought to do that because when they originally came they didn't realize the effect they'd have on people they had no mm. idea why would they that alien um yeah. you know they didn't know that it would cause trauma they didn't know it would cause distress Immune they tried their best to uh introduce themselves in ways that humans could understand unfortunately those ways were completely misunderstood well, by look the at, humans look at gary nolan now gary nolan's mm. having to do work with um pilots in regards to what takes place when they go near craft and what physical damage could be uh, associated with that in their in their um in their physical structure yeah and so why would a race if they know that they are damaging you if you go near a craft you get burnt or you get psychologically damaged or whatever even at a cellular level why would they keep coming that way if they know that they're damaging a species they would then devise a different method and if that method means that when they come they don't um, cause those issues with the person mm. then of course they're going to come that way a lot and that's exactly what's happened and so that's what's going yeah. on and the thing is is with a lot of their um their visitation these days it's based around uh, categories of uh, screen memories and so we'll go through those and we've done this before but it's really important to understand category a is an unretrievable memory which is based around missing time events mm. you're driving along next thing you know two hours is gone and you're only five minutes down the road and you're wondering what's going on that's a missing time event and that's a screen memory b is a narrative the narrative could be you're flying a craft you're being taught to fly a craft mm. you're um holding a baby holding a baby you're looking out the window of a craft at the earth you're having a tour of the craft having a tour of the craft that's yep. another thing yep. uh so that's what's called a narrative uh, class B narrative. Now, class C narrative is where it's got a time release mechanism. You just stand in one day and, uh, you know, 20 years later, all of a sudden the screen memory drops and you go, oh no, I remember this. Yeah, I've and had it's, multiple. It's clarity, full clarity. And it is when that, when the plaster gets ripped off, oh my God, yeah. it's like you suddenly. It's not like remembering, oh, yeah, I did go to the shops last Saturday. It's you suddenly relive yeah. everything like you were there. It's like uh, your life had been put on pause and then somebody's pressed the play button and you go through everything, the emotion, everything. Um, yeah. I'd liken it probably to what um, PTSD is, is like. Uh, we do online courses, Leela, is it? Hang on. Yeah, see. Look, look, ah. down there oh yeah, yeah. God, my eyes are we, so do, we do online training you just yeah. uh, contact us and we run classes online yeah. on how to do lots of different things mediumship yeah. energy work reiki or we're in sydney next ET month contact. Fact, we're in sydney in two weeks we're in sydney in two ah. weeks running workshops <laughs> yeah. and we're also yeah. speaking at a, a ufo uh UFO, yeah. conference yeah we are yeah um the website. website if you go to events if you go to events on website you'll see all the live stuff we're doing um and there's a link to the uh, uh yeah. teachings that we do as well on the website um, yeah. category d we are getting there category <laughs> d hybrid training in a synthetic quantum environment oh yeah 
Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, <laughs> if you're a hybrid and you're being trained by Look them, <laughs> have fun with that. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, I was thinking about this last night. People that are being trained and that are hybrids will be really going through it in a big way. Yep. In a big way. That's the other thing. And E is probably one of the most difficult ones to recognise apart from A because these are called constructs. They're situational obfuscations, things like owls, deers, clowns and rabbits, etc. Mm. Now, we've given you five categories, but guess what? Here you go. You've, you've got missing time. So you've got a category A screen memory. Next thing you know, in the same contact event, you now have a narrative where you're holding a baby. Yep. So you've now got a class A and B. Yep. 20 years later, you remember in that missing time event where you were holding a baby that something else happened, yep. that screen memory drops off. Yeah. You've now got overlaid screen memories and people honestly believe that somehow by going and getting some sort of hypnotherapy that you're going to be un able to unpick that situation. If it, they don't want you to know what's happened, yeah, it's never nothing gonna, is going to shift it. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Yep. only they can shift it. Yeah, and the yep. thing is, yes, we we know that people do um, therapy and they have the narrative, yep. but the thing is, honestly, they don't know if they're repeating the narrative, which screen memory they're repeating, or whether they're actually ex, um, repeating their experience. Yeah. I mean, it's like layers of an onion. It's, it's layers and layers and layers and layers. And the more that people try to unpick the, the story, the, the more information seems to come out. It's yeah. uh, pretty interesting. What's Oak's comment? What's happening when the ETs are contacting humans while they are in the etheric states? First, how they used to contact them physically. So I know waiting for them to sleep. I yeah. know so many yeah. waiting. Well, well, when I was taken I... in the past, mm. uh, they'd mm. come into the house and um, I'd basically either walk onto craft uh, or there'd be a physical fight. Yeah. And anybody that's older that, that's had these sorts of contact situations, you would have had a physical struggle with extraterrestrials as they tried to drag you out on, onto craft. Yeah. The other one would be that uh, then, uh, you know, you have an etheric contact where they wait for you to um, go to sleep. And then, of course, you're not having the physical fight anymore. Yeah. Now, you may wake up with the red grid phenomenon or some sort of uh, etheric, um, or sorry, sorry, some sort of um, scoop marks or, Physical marks. physical marks or whatever. Yeah. But what you didn't have to go through was the, uh, the psychological process of actually being dragged out of the house. The other thing is that probably the scoop marks were a lot smaller than what they were. Mm -hmm. You weren't burnt because a lot of the um, old contactees were always burnt after yeah. contact. There's actually pictures of a guy yeah. on his chest. He's got all these burn marks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was in hospital with them as well. I get, and I guess, look, having um, if you have had a uh, an astral event or yep. an etheric event, and you know these things are so um, similar to try and if you've been if but if you wake up with a physical mark on you, yeah, then you know that it is a genuine contact. Yeah, yeah, 
Look at Adato's uh, what, down there. Adato says. Hang on, I can't read it. Down the bottom. Not that one. No, no, down, down there. Hang on, I think it. Uh, very often prior to start sleeping, laying down and have a very clear sensation of something walking around the room. Yeah. Uh, that that could be the start of an astral travel experience. It, but it could be spirits. It could be spirits. It could be well. spirits. So we had we had somebody yesterday say that to us, and that the spirit was um, looking like something else, and yeah. we said, "Well, that's because spirits don't want to scare you." So yeah. I mean, it can also be lots of things. It can be something manifesting through the astral fabric because yeah. the astral is much closer to your physical consciousness uh, than it used to be. Uh, the more and more people that are uh, open to the discussion, the more that the astral fabric is able to interweave itself into people's daily lives, talking about distortions mm. coming through people's environments, mm. seeing waves of energy come through or feeling and sensing waves of energy as well. Yeah. I guess basically all we're trying to say is in this, in this uh, hour that we've been talking, think about everything think outside the box think outside the box just because you're feeling fear doesn't mean it's extraterrestrial it could be spirit it could be anything an earthbound spirit is you would you can feel fear you know um, astral entities cause fear so yeah. many different things can cause fear and guess what that all happens when you're asleep all happens as you're getting tired yeah you know as your own um awakened conscious state starts to drop into into a lower level you know, that's when we become susceptible to these things. And so just because you've woken up and you feel like there's something in your room, yeah. don't automatically assume it's an extraterrestrial. I, I would suggest also mm -hmm. uh, that a lot of people do need to seek um, medical advice as well. Absolutely. Yeah, qualified medical advice yeah. that you go and see somebody who's a mental health professional and you talk to them about it and get them to... Um, you know, give you some sort of clarity Lila's, around that situation. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. I don't mean to. Do. Lila is making a really good point. Sometimes it's real people astral. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We've had we've had people. I've had people astral. Try around. try and sneak into this house, <laughs> and they get booted out. I just like can see I can see them, and I go, "Hey, listen, you, you're astraling." Yeah. And I, what I'm going to do is, oh, now I'm going to ring you up on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Then, it's quite funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Anyway, don't worry about that. Yeah. Uh, so as you can see, you can have multiple um, screen memories, multiple constructs. Yeah. There's a miss, a mishmash between whether it's spirit people, yeah. ET. You've got spirit pretending to be ET, ET pretending to be spirit Yeah, people. you've also got multiple consciousness yeah. um, using the phenomenon. Now, that's what we haven't spoken about, clearly, is the phenomenon. Mm. With extraterrestrials, the phenomenon travels with them. If an extraterrestrial comes into a house, around them will be a frequency and it'll generally be like an anesthetic to a human yeah. and the person will start to feel different, yeah. maybe want to fall asleep, yeah. uh, these types of things. Just because you want to fall asleep doesn't mean that there's an ET. Yeah. It's, it's a different thing. T tell you what is an ET in the house, Ob like cups and plates, falling off shelves, objects being moved around. That can be spirits, though. But it's more likely to be spirits. Yeah. Um, if you've got activity in your house related to uh, earthly objects, human objects, it's not. It's highly unlikely to be related to extraterrestrials. Think, They're really not interested. I think I can tell you how you know you're being contacted, right? Mm -hmm. 
you walk outside and there's a craft sitting there. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. And me. there's a sign that says, follow us. Yeah. That's how you know you're being contacted. Yeah. Or, you've got two choices, walk out or, or we're going to black you or out. We'll be, or we'll float <laughs> you out through the wall. Yeah, I've had that. That was quite, that was something else. That was, anyway. That's called, um, by the way, that process is called matter through matter. Yeah. And spirit people have been doing that process for Decades. thousands of years. Yeah. I knew a medium who would be locked uh, in one room. He would be in his chair, literally chained to the chair, and they would still put him through the wall. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Spirit do apportation, asports. They do yeah. lots of They can make things. objects appear and out of nowhere, yeah. and they can physically move objects that exist. Yeah. So yeah. spirit people are very, very clever. Oh, absolutely. Clever. And they've got access to this physical because they were here once. They know how to interact from their side of life to this side of life. And so this is why we did this video because we feel that people need to understand that there are a myriad of phenomena. Mm. And we're just trying to say to people, just think about it. Stop, take a step back. And think about it. Put the it. common sense hat back on and have a really good look around outside the you must be an ET abductee experience and box for your answers. Yeah, all there, right. There is just one last little question Oh, yeah, deja vu. So, okay, with deja vu, I want you to imagine that you are at the Olympics mm -hmm. and, you know, the big circular running tracks and there's a starting person there and another one there and another this, one this there. Stack. But they're all you and you're the only runner on the track. And so you bang, start to go, and everybody's running around the tracks. It's what's called an asynchronous environment. And each of those starting points is a timeline that you're on or a frequency. Some of the runners run faster than others. And so as they run past each other, because this person was in front, you will ex be experiencing what that person experienced previously. And you could even talk to yourself at that point. So when you're having a deja vu experience, mm. you are very, very close to your other self or other selves. But just for, but just for that split seconds or the 30 seconds that it is, and you could develop contact. I, I know this sounds crazy. You could set, uh, develop contact with yourself on another timeline. Do you reckon it'd be possible to swap places with that person in that instant? Yes. Oh, <laughs> okay. That sounds all right. Yeah, so we, would you we, have to wait? Talk would you that. have to wait for another deja vu moment yep. to swap so, back? Swap back. Yeah. How interesting is that? Timelines are so interesting. If you're on the wrong timeline, there's so many uh, symptoms that would be taking place to a person mm. uh, that yeah. it, and the reason we don't talk about this is because if someone then contacts and says this is happening, yeah. we're able to then go, okay, well, we know what this is. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you just say it and then people yeah. go, oh, this happened to me, you're going, oh, I don't know whether yeah. you see. It's very All interesting. Right. All right. That's, All that's right. That's it. Any last last, last questions, questions about anything go. on topic before we uh, go? Yeah. Are we all, all good? Right. So we're all I think good. We're all, all good. right. Okay. Okay. Woo. Well, thanks for uh, coming along this morning. Yeah. And um, thank you to the people looking after the chat room. Enzo, thank you thanks for those links. For the mods. And uh, thanks for the caps locks. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to say subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, 
if you want to, you can add yourself to our mailing list, and that's on our website. So we do mail outs. Yeah. If you're in Australia, then yeah. we're doing the sittings um, down in Sydney uh, in a fortnight's time. So go and have a look at the website for yeah. that. And maybe we'll meet some of you. That would be yeah, nice. that'd be great. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. Okay. Time for a coffee, I reckon. A coffee. Time for coffee. So what is it? We're going to do a countdown. Three, <laughs> two, one. Bye. Oops. And zero minus one. And zero minus one. <laughs>